Welcome to Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we talk AMC's Into the Badlands, Chapter 31, entitled Requiem for the Fallen. Ooh. Requiem. Fallen. But for the sake of brevity and also our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers, so you have been warned. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Genius. What do you think of this episode? Dude, this episode was badass, dude. This is a bittersweet episode because this episode was so badass. And to know that it was the next to the last episode. Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Yep. I'm completely with you on that one. <laughs> but if you're going to say, hey, here's the next to the last episode, let me show you what we do here on the Badlands. Yeah, they didn't disappoint <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, you know, so it opens up. <clears throat> Either way, I but it's what I thought about it, I dug the shit out of it. But this episode opens up with one of the best openers that I've seen in a long time. Yep. So, setting it up. Finally, we see everybody running like, oh, the widow's back. You know, we got to go get out of here, everybody. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, here comes Pilgrim walking right into the widow's den. But before you see that, you just see all this carnage on the battlefield. Yeah, Sonny and Badgie get up to the sanctuary. There's a big hole in the wall that we saw from last episode mm-hmm. from, the, from the gunpowder truck. And... Sunny and Badge, you see all the, the clippers and all the cogs and all just this decimation just yeah. laying out in the fields. And they're like, oh, we're too late. Well, yep. we find out that they went to Lydia's former refugee camp, the one that she had abandoned to assist the widow and, and be her viceroy. Well, we have all the main all the main characters actually get there or they're going to go there. They're, they're making a hasty retreat right. because basically... Pilgrim is on the way. Yeah. From last episode, it was a badass episode where previously on Into the Badlands, everybody's running away because here comes, like, the creepy kid and Pilgrim. And sure enough, Pilgrim's got them right there, right when they're trying to escape. Take Henry and the baby. Let's get out of here. Pilgrim shows up, and Nix is like, no, fuck this. I got this. Yeah. Right? She steps up, and they're like, go, go, go. And I was like, oh, this is going to be rad. This was a good fight. And it was, it was rad for about... 30 seconds yeah it was a super it was like the fruit stripe gum of like a fight because it was really good up at the 30 seconds but then when you see nicks get her ass beat proper at the beginning uh she was holding her own i mm-hmm. gotta give her that because she's got that quickness and that stick 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 and then she's just moving but at the end just one two good punches from from pilgrim pop knocked her down then she's laying on the ground beyond a railing right he grabs her by the head. Yeah, by the hair. But yeah, by this fucking scalp. I mean, just like nails digging. Drags her through the railing into like the where the hole is at, and just like, not only does he snap her neck, and it was kind of bittersweet too because he's like, at first like he was like, oh how dare you betray me, my right. child, you know. But then, I think because. I think the turning point, because at first he was like, you know, I have a little bit of like regret because I did care about her. Mm-hmm. You know, she was one of my my first dark ones. So now the fact that she's betraying me again, I wonder if I should like, you know, show some mercy. But then he she stabbed, gave him a good stab, like right in the like chest. Like, Stick, right? Fuck that. Snap, snap, snap. Snaps her neck. Goes it the other way. And then the next thing you know, we see from behind, <laughs> he like just goes, turns around and like just shows her head like, this is Azra. Behold all traitors. Insult to injury. Fucking throwing her head down on the uh, the stairs. The stairs. Yeah, just bloom, 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 bloom. 
like straight up Tulsa doomed her dome. I mean, so it's like, wow. Dude, it was graphic and bloody, and the fight was glorious. And, and then, I expect nothing less than uh, from Into the Badlands. Right, because then has the head deck, bump, 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 and it goes, boom, dun, 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 dun. The Into the Badlands intro comes up, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Dude, Badlands. Well, I was, I was absolutely floored, man, because actually in my notes, after he rips her head from her neck, yeah. I wrote down Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Finish I mean, because her. that's exactly what that was. That was a finishing move. Dude, we were both like, holy shit. <laughs> and it was it was impressive, to say the least. But before we actually cut to the, the intro, we actually get Widow and Gaius, you know, in... in asking where Lydia and Moon are. Mm-hmm. You know, so we know from the previous episode that Lydia is dead. Cressida did kill her in the the awesome little claustrophobic cell scene yeah. where that they had and Moon went after Cressida or tried to go after Cressida, but we know that apparently he didn't he didn't make it at to that point or she escaped somehow. Mm-hmm. So after the credits roll for the beginning portion of the episode, we see that Moon is actually burying Lydia. Yeah. And I want to get your take on this part of the episode because this part didn't really sit too well with me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have the the setup is, you know, Moon is holding Lydia in like a ceremonial, like funeral garb. She's got like this veil over uh, top yeah. of her body, like this, like this almost cheesecloth, like lace thing. And, you know, he's obviously distraught and he ta- he talks to the widow about, you know, how everything is kind of gone and, you know, how this was supposed to be a good thing. Widow keeps kind of prompting prompting him to say, you know, hey, the battle is not yet won. We're, we're st- we've still got things to do. But what was up with Tilda? Like, I wrote down in my notes that she was extremely, like, abrupt and obtuse the way that she kind of handled those lines toward him. Yeah. Because she was like, oh, we, we got to do this. You know, there's no other way. But she was just, like, completely dismissive of the fact that he just lost the the woman that he loved. Well, she stepped up. She stepped up because he goes, look, all this fighting that we're doing is for nothing. We You say things are going to change. They haven't but changed. But they don't. Yeah. You know, we're going to lose everything again and again and again. And he goes, and it's your fault that this is happening right here. Right. And then Tilda's like, no, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think it was, it was abruptness because she was standing up for the widow. I think it was like, you can't talk shit on mom. You know what I'm saying? Type thing like that. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it was coming from. Because she did come out of nowhere, but she did come out of nowhere in defense of the widow. So okay. that's where I think it was desired. But then widow came snapped back like, no, he's right. This yeah. is all my yeah. fault. Yep. You know? Yeah. And good for her, man. Yeah. She, she owned it. Too. She owned it. So, you know, we talked off air the way that we're going to kind of have to handle this episode because they broke this down into three portions mm-hmm. i mean really this is the only portion where we see all of our characters really kind of mingling, mingling together with each other and, and it was just yeah, left and exactly yeah. yeah it was it was just at the, the the little refugee camp so now we have three paths to go right so we've got the widow's arc which encompasses like a portion of gaius but he kind of lays off um we have pilgrim of course with yeah. cressida and the dark ones, and then we have Sonny, Baji, and Gaius. Mm-hmm. So, of those three, what would you rather talk about first? Uh, let's go Pilgrim and Cressida. Okay, and actually, we we get a lot more story with these two. Yeah, because as everything is kind of going along, you know, we know that Pilgrim is amassing this gigantic army of dark ones. Mm-hmm. We know that's his sole purpose, and he wants to be the the kind of jim jones to everything yeah. he wants to be the cult leader He's he wants to be god yeah he, he wants to be the new god and the first thing we see is like things are going great things are going swimmingly for pilgrim and gang because like 
they just like Cressida said, morale is good because we just had our first yeah, big we just victory, won. right? Everything is great. And check this out. Look what I've been working on. Next thing we know, the machine is up and running. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, shit. the Meridian Chamber is back up and going. I didn't think that was going to come back. I because they're like, there's no way unless it's a miracle. But I guess like with the dark cheese, miracles fucking happen. Right. Well, but apparently that, you know, the dark cheese not saving MK no. because we find out that he did not actually die in the last episode. Yeah. He's on the mend and he's trying to use his dark cheese, much like the master did to heal himself. And he's kind of, you know, he's in his little opium haze. He's smoking up like he was doing when he was the the captor of the widow, mm-hmm. and he he's just there. And I mean, dude, he's charred. I mean, he is effed up. Yeah. First of all, fuck MK. Okay, here's the thing. MK pissed me off on this episode for a couple of reasons. One, first of all, I was like, holy shit, did he become like permadark chi? Because when we see him, he's just sitting in his opium den, just like hanging out, all burnt up. What dark dark chi going on? I thought because of maybe his scars ran so deep that he was like psychologically mm-hmm. and physically broken. So he's just like, ah, but turns out he's just like self-medicating. And yeah, he's using his dark chi. He's saying he's using his dark chi to heal, but it's, I, I think he's just trying to escape everything. Well, yeah. I mean, he even mentions that he's using his dark power as a way to escape the pain of everything that happened. Because I mean, he did take a couple 55 <laughs> gallon drums of, Whatever that explosive was to, to the, the face. face. Yeah, that's true. So, but even when Dark Pil- even when Pilgrim comes up and like, look, man, you know, maybe you need to slow down on the chi, right? <laughs> yeah. They take it easy. Because Pilgrim's all about, we'll use our dark chi to destroy the world and rebuild it as well. Except for you, you kind of had enough. Go get a band-aid yeah, and some neosporin. <laughs> Save some dark chi for the rest of us. So when Pilgrim comes up and says, like, man, you need to slow down with the dark chi, I, I, I think he needs to get into a... 24 step program so like (laughs) (laughs) back to his old opium habits and then here comes dr fucking creepy coming in dr really strange right yeah eli (laughs) he's a creep dude he's just even with dark cheer with that he's just like hey somebody's hey how you doing mk i made you some sandwiches right (laughs) would you like some soup it's like (laughs) it's like dude just go away toes in it like, yeah. and, and you know, even MK even says, you know, You're I'm creep. You you need to go away. You know, th- this is not how <laughs> everything's gonna go. Out. Yeah, and and MK is like, you know, he's scarred, he's burned, he's battered, and he's just like, you know, look, th- this is not good. Right? Go the f away. Right. And he like shows his complete face. I mean, he is hideously scarred. Right. From hey, everything that went down. I'm gonna jump a little bit forward in time because we don't get a lot of MK action, and the next thing we see from MK is a little bit later on in time. But I think yeah. if we can get rid of, not get rid of. MK, Okay, but we can finish his arc up. I'm with you. Talking to him. After Pilgrim comes in and is like, hey, slow down in the dark chi. And then, then Dr. Creepy comes in. He goes on this long ass soliloquy talking shit about everybody. He goes, he is full on villain mode because he's like, mm-hmm. everybody lied to me. He goes, Sonny lied to me. Uh, the Barons lied to me. The Widow lied to me. The Widow to. lied to me. He goes, hell, you, my own mother lied to me. And the only person that hasn't lied to me is Pilgrim. And I will fight for him and I will kill anybody that gets in my way he is full villain now i don't think there's any redemptive quality i think not only would it make me happy but i think (laughs) (laughs) i mean full honesty not only would it make me happy but i think mk needs to die i think that's the only way that he would stop 
Who do you think is going to be the one that deals the death blow? Fucking, I hope it's Sunny. I do too. I hope I, it's I, Sunny. I was hoping we were on the same wavelength with right? that. I really do. I think it's going to be Sunny that ultimately kills him. That's a tragic death because he kind of he's like he was his cult and yeah, the only like one son. that the only cult that Sunny's ever taken. So like, yep. and then it, it means a lot. And since he's been like season one, episode one, it would only be poetic justice for uh, Sunny to off MK. I would love to see it. One, it would be. It'd be once again heartbreaking for Sonny, but I just want to see MK die. He deserves to die. And then uh, get put it put him back in the trunk. Right? There we go. And dumped in the ocean. Wow, that got dark really quick. <laughs> like his chi. <laughs> like his chi habit. So we we get when, you know, Pilgrim is talking to MK and MK kind of goes on his little, you know, angry soliloquy or Whatever you want to call villain, it. I mean, yeah, he did. He mode. went. He went full, he went full villain mode. Full villain mode. Mm-hmm. So the next portion with um, we we get of you know the Pilgrim's arc is we actually get him talking to Canaan. You know, Canaan co- comes to Pilgrim and shows up and like, hey, you know, look, we we need to figure this out. You know, because everything's you know, I, everything is going awry. You know, all of yeah. this disaster is happening, and and Canaan is is you know forced into battle with the pilgrim mm-hmm. so when she turns dark pilgrim turns dark and it's just a, an epic battle i mean it is a great battle i mean and granted it's only about what, what would you probably say maybe 20 30 40 seconds long no it was longer than that it was maybe about a good minute two minutes but it wasn't it was very one-sided i mean you can tell definitely how much of the dark uh, the dark power that you know pilgrim has absorbed mm-hmm. because he's able to take care of nix yeah he's able to take care of canaan pretty quickly well even before we get to the fight there was a lot of good stuff going on in there because she's like look i've i've come to tell you what's going on mm-hmm. help you out Maybe yeah she tries to broker yeah she tries to broker peace because they they knew each other right? when they were young she goes look i'm here to help out i i felt like i betrayed you and i did because mm-hmm. she went to the black lotus and this is not what you need to do azra's main goal was to destroy everything this is not yeah they they wanted to be the same thing that pilgrim is uh, aspiring to be they wanted to be gods on earth but see here's the thing he was thinking like build the rebirth and everything he had uh, azra as a dream what struck me interesting about this conversation is when she was like look they didn't want to just make everything nice they wanted to make everything perfect for them by destroying everything and he goes you know what that's what I want to do too. Cool. Now we're on the same page. YOLO. Right? He goes, let, let the festivities commence. Right? And at first, at first, Crescent was like, you know, who's this chick coming in uh-huh. talking shit, saying, you know, like, you were the protector, but you weren't there. I was right. there to protect him when you were gone. So you're over here failing around, come out of nowhere. First of all, Crescent has a, a very valid point. Like, mm-hmm. she really does. Protect- yep. You let everybody burn. He goes, "You was you. Now you're working for the Black Lotus." But he, what it was, it was great when um, Sunny's sister was like, "Look, if he goes down this path and really follows Azra's dream, this is some bad shit that's gonna go." Yeah, down. her exact line was, "Genesis is or Genesis genocide is the legacy of Azra." Yeah, you know, so she knows that everything that they were trying to do because she was older than Sunny and and you know mm-hmm. Pilgrim when they were in Azra. So she knows exactly what they're about and what they're trying to do. Yeah. See, Pilgrim is just kind of punch drunk with, you know, getting all the power and getting all the accolades and everything that I don't think he understands what's going on. Mm-mm. So and then she's like, look, if you don't believe me, you know, you can see in the past. I know you have powers. Use your powers. Look a little bit further. Yep. 
and see yep, what's going yep, on. Yep, yep. Fucking Doctor Strange, that shit, you know? And so, like, so moving on, I mean, I guess. Yeah, that's where we get the fight. That's because where we get Pilgrim, the fight. Pilgrim takes uh, Kane into the. Really good fight, yeah, man. he, t- he really takes her to the fight. Meridian Chamber. And Kanan makes mention, you know, th- this is not Azra. This was built by people for, you know, the enhancement of themselves. It was a science experiment. Right. Yeah, it, it was an experiment. It's not some kind of deification mm-hmm. or some kind of like, you know, I guess you would say ethereal type of thing that just came down and was given to people. I mean, this was built yeah, they're to, basically to experiment tr- on each other. Yeah, they are basically trying to make like Captain Dark Chi America. Just make like super soldiers. Super soldier serum. I spoilers. Su- super pilgrim serum. Spoilers. I know we've already talked about Doctor Strange and Captain America. We saw M Game this weekend. And We're not like, going to so, say anything about no, M Game. It has it's nothing to got, do. But it's got yeah. yeah. So you're like, wow, they're talking a lot about it. nope, 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 nope. And but then anyway, so after you no, know, the fight, the fight, right. about the fight. Um, Kanan was doing some cool ass flips and shit, man. She was. She was doing some um that off balance when she was standing on. On Pilgrim's uh, hands. Pilgrim's hands to keep him uh, away from him. That was some impressive wire work. Yeah. This was like that was another this was another good looking fight, especially with like their bright colors against the blue backdrop mm-hmm. with the Meridian Chamber going wah, 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 wah. Yeah, because when they both unlock their dark chi, everything kind of goes in like a blue haze. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. It was I mean sweet the light looking. the lighting was kick ass. Yeah, it was. It was a sweet looking fight. So, like we've we've always said, man, the the wire work, the choreography, the fight stunts, everything that they do on the show is top notch. I mean, it's it is not television quality; it is absolute like blockbuster movie quality. Yeah. So when Pilgrim and, and Kanan actually engage one another and they start fighting, the sequence goes on for a while, and Kanan ultimately just cannot overpower Pilgrim. He did. He did some dirty shit, though, man. Oh, of course he did. He did some dirty shit. I think she would have like fared a little bit further if she didn't. If she tried to attack a little bit more. But when he like bip, 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 and then he uh, knocked her against the wall, I thought that was it. I thought he was gonna like poke her eyes out or some shit like that because he's pilgrim, you know, he's vile. But next thing you know, he's just like, "Your chi is mine," right? Straight up Shang Tsung's exactly. Yeah, sucks out the chi, and then like, "I'm gonna leave you alive. Go tell Sunny, you know, you want to protect everybody. Go protect yourself." I was like, "Man, you're like hateful." I know. <laughs> hey, 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 pilgrim's hey, biggest hey. hater. Right? Like, come at me, bro. And it's like, come on, man. I I like full-on supervillain Pilgrim. I think he's gone beyond having redemptive arc now that he just wants, oh, like, chaos. Dude, he was far beyond redemption, yeah. like, the second episode we yeah. saw him in. Because, you know, that's exactly what he was after. Yeah. He was just after, you know, power for himself. And then we see him show Crescent, like, why'd you let him live? And he goes, because I have bigger plans. Right? And I was like, uh-oh. So the next portion that we actually get yeah. of, of the Pilgrim Mark is Cressida is kind of, you know, incantation mode and she's trying to, you know, figure out what, what she's doing. Because Kanan had some points. She goes right. like, look, right. the, it was all fine and dandy when you wanted to make everything like mm-hmm. better for yourselves. But he's talking about going around and killing everybody who doesn't have dark chi. And here's the thing. Here's another thing I got to beef with about that. He wants to kill everybody who doesn't have dark chi. Yet he doesn't. He didn't have dark yeah, chi naturally it. himself. Yeah. He had to get it from some other people. So that's bullshit and fraudulent. Fuck Pilgrim. So anyway, <laughs> so she's like... <laughs> Go and see. So Cressida is sitting there in her like juju room, mm-hmm. and like <clears throat> next thing you know, she's teleported to like 
this battlefield and this battlefield is in ashes no it's not I just mean, in ashes no no there's yeah, mountains, mounds of people mountains of, mounds of dead like, bodies dead yeah. bodies and but just the, like the blood for, the forest is burned fire. out everything's smoking everything's smoldering yeah if it was like covered in like a red filter it would look like hell that's exactly I, what it looked like i'm yeah. glad they didn't because it made it more realistic you know and you just see like all these. She goes, "Holy shit! Look around!" And then the first thing she knows, she's just running to Pilgrim, and Pilgrim is like, "Behold, my new Azra! Isn't it glorious?" And she's like, "Holy shit!" And then he takes her and grabs her. Again, Pilgrim has an mo. He loves killing people by snapping some neck for some DOS effects. He does. Yep. Because he just comes up and goes, "Snap!" and snaps his neck and snaps her neck, and I'm like, "Oh shit! I didn't expect that. I expected her to wake up, but not." As she died, and she wakes up, she's like, "Holy shit!" He, that yeah. So we need right. to clarify that was just a premonition that she yeah. had, had it's you just know, a due, due to her incantation. So I mean, it was but everything it was come a vision true so far. But everything that you know right? she has had an incantation or some type of out of body experience mm-hmm. about has come true. The sunny thing, right? The whole like. Uh, so we definitely know that this is something that the you know that she sees in her future, or however her power yeah. aligns, is, is seeing that for her through the pilgrim yeah and it scares the shit out of her. yeah it does i mean she is absolutely just shaken after yeah, she does. wakes from this fever dream because then pilgrim comes up and he goes hey so everything's going good in the front and you know why'd you leave canaan alive i left her alive so she can make a message and anybody who defies me well, i will kill him the same and she's like okay that's good and then he goes up to like Touch your face. She's like, Whoa! right? Uh, yeah, she freaks <laughs> she's out. All, she's all scared and shit. And he goes, I don't mean to be afraid. I don't. I didn't mean to scare you. You know, here, I, we'll build it as we're together. And she's like, um, okay. Yeah, and you know? she, she's still very wary of him. I mean, and, you know. She's not sure she's going to get killed. Well, no, I, I think the reason for this is because, you know, everybody else that's turned on the pilgrim ha- has done it in very, you know, backhanded ways you know Nix went to Sonny's camp and and whatnot and Cressida is not gonna I I don't think Cressida is trying to play the pilgrim I think she's gonna wait for him to fall and then she's gonna try to ascend like we we talked about before I think she's the ultimate puppet master in this game so now that she she sees this ultimate demise or like what her future is at the hands of pilgrim it's just like Oh shit! Um, yeah, I'm kind of in too far in this game to kind of come out of it now. She realized she cannot control the monster she created. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so she's like, "Holy shit, I he's gonna kill me!" And and you know what? He totally will. If everything's said and done, he gets his way. She's dead. I think that premonition might come true. I think at the end of the day, we're we're in conjecture right, right now because. Even when he tried to kiss, and it was that awkward, like, ew, because there's uh-huh. still, like, kind of the mother-son relationship she was, thing going on. She was on. terribly reserved. Yeah. And she was like, oh, my. I, I, I am now literally, like, made my own bed, and now I'm sleeping in mm-hmm. it. You know? And I don't like where this is going to go. Now we're in Conjectureville. I think she might deliver the final killing blow. No. She will try to deliver a killing blow to Pilgrim, and Pilgrim will, like, you f- betray me, and then snap the neck for some DOS effects at no. the very end. It yeah. has no payoff. No. no. Cressida falls to moon. Yeah. Cressida falls to moon. I hope mo- so. And I, I mean, hope so. I hope so. Cressida falls to moon, and it's going to be glorious because yeah. it's going to be probably one of the bloodiest the bloodiest deaths that we've seen. Mm. Because, dude, moon is is uber badass. I mean, Bajie yeah. and Sonny barely were able to take him on by themselves, you know, with the two of them on just himself. Yeah. You know, and 
a widow, barely, you know, and that was after he got his hand chopped off. So, I mean, he has to learn how to fight left-handed, you know, those kind of things. So, I don't I know, hope, dude. I hope it's I, I, I hope, I hope it's, it's a payoff for Nathaniel Moon. I, I hope really it's do. Moon, but if, but it, we still have if one Pilgrim more. kills her, I'll be okay with that, too. And we still have one more piece at, toward the end of the episode. Yeah. You know, after we see that the they're back in the Meridian Chamber and everything, and they're kind of all of the religious zealots that the Pilgrim has, has brought in. You see him holding onto the Meridian Chamber, the main stone, and he's actually giving Dark Chi to yep. even more people. So yeah, so now he took his Dark Chi, I guess that he got from Canaan, and gave it to. So now he's got a whole new army. Yep, he's got a new army for New Azra. Yep, and nobody can stop him. And even Cressida was looking on, and she was like, "She oh, was still shit. terrified." Yep. Yeah, she was like, "Yeah, I, again, I I done fucked up." Well, the reason why I think she was terrified is because. He mutters the same words in the same way that she saw in the dream. You know, behold, my new Azra, isn't Isn't it it glorious? glorious? And it's just, whoa. (laughs) So I I think she realizes that, you know, her her fever dream or whatever you want to call her premonition is going to come true. And she is going to die. Oh, yeah. Because of everything that's happened. Oh, yeah. She deserves to do, too. But I mean, I, I would be satisfied if Pilgrim did it. I'd I would be more, more satisfied, satisfied if Nathaniel Moon did it. it. Yep, exactly. So I, I think that's where I'm going to go. Absolutely. So that pretty much rounds out Pilgrim and Cressida. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, we didn't get a ton from them, like in terms of we got about 50% of the but, story from them, but what we, we got, got was a lot. Huge. We got a lot. We got a lot of descent. We got Pilgrim's main plan. And again, no redeeming. I don't and we have him any. amassing more of an army. Absolutely. He's now a bigger threat because yep. now he has the sleepers and brand new fresh ones. Yep. And he has the means to make more new fresh ones. So he goes, hey, you, come here. He can totally sacrifice one of the people who have Dark Chi naturally to make 12 new ones. Oh, absolutely. He yeah. Just harvest them. He's going to make a farm out of them and have everybody with Dark Chi. So as long as he doesn't take, <laughs> as long as he doesn't start taking like secondhand Dark Chi to give it to more, then you have people with like gray Chi. Just <laughs> like, not, <laughs> they're badass. They're really good at kicking, but they can't throw punches. Right. Yeah. They keep they're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm coming to catch you like this. And if I accidentally hit you, but yet like, they're like flipping and shit. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe it gets watered down or maybe, you know, the, the Chi is, you know, exponentially like lowered or decays in some way. Either way, Pilgrim again is a formidable foe. He has consistently been just this looming presence of evil. And I, fucking love it okay so i have to ask you this who is a better bad guy mm-hmm. quinn or pilgrim quinn quinn we only got we only got quinn for like a season and a half quinn no quinn. i like martin Sokus. i loved quinn pilgrim is a bigger threat he's a bigger bad he's not a better villain okay i'll give you that one you know yeah, what i'm because, saying i mean we didn't liken you know quinn to what what did we say like a like a devious Colonel Sanders mixed with Foghorn Leghorn. He's an evil... He's like if Loki and Colonel Sanders, like, I declare I'm gonna take things and I'm gonna do shenanigans. You know? (laughs) So, like, no, I I think, like, no, I I think Pilgrim has a bigger... He's got a bigger ski. The the stakes are definitely higher with Pilgrim. He's a very, very good villain. Don't get me wrong. He's complex. He's um, formidable. And he's intense. And he sticks to his morals. But Quinn's just like slither and slime. Could you, you know? imagine Quinn with dark power? Come That'd here. be insane. <laughs> that would be absolutely insane. I Come like- here, Sonny. I have such sights to show you. Mm-hmm. When he looks like Hellraiser. Right. Yeah, I think, awesome. I think Quinn's more um, devious, but Pilgrim he's more Boy. calculating. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll give you that one. So, of the the remaining two portions of the story with Widow or Sonny Baggy, 
who would you rather talk about now? Uh, let's go Widow. Okay. So with the widow, we the first part that we get with her is, you know, at the sanctuary, she's trying to tell people to kind of, you know, direct people. She tells um, Tilda to take Henry out to the refugee camp, get him mm-hmm. away. Um, Nick stays back. Ultimately, we find out what happens to her when she fights Pilgrim. Pilgrim kills her. But the next portion that we see with Widow is that she's actually getting like the Badlands EPT pregnancy test from the, the right? lady at the refugee bloop, camp. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Like, like the little blood thing and like, you can go sure enough, you're pregnant. So the witch is right. Huh? I'm like, yeah. That put a whole new spin on things. Yeah, because now the widow is not just fighting for herself. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been confirmed that she's with child. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know, we see uh, Kaya's coming in. Like, hey, how's Mm -hmm. everything going? She goes, hey, um, I'm pregnant. And he goes, oh, that's awesome, you know? Yeah, because he he finally gets to carry on his lineage. I mean, Mm -hmm. up until this point, I think Gaius has felt really discounted because he was always seen as a good warrior, but not necessarily good stock. Juliet was always the favorite. She was the golden child, and he would get, like, scraps. Right. Absolutely. Nobody gave a shit about Gaius because it was Juliet because she was an asshole like the father and like the mother. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So he goes, now I can actually be proud of who I am now and have somebody to carry on my legacy. But Widow drops some science like, look, it's not even your decision. Yeah. I don't even know if I. Yeah, she says there is no us. I'm like, damn. Right, she goes, it's not an us thing. It's a me thing. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, she's fucking right. Yeah, because she's trying to, I guess, justify in her mind being able to juggle being a warrior, being a leader, and being Mm -hmm. a mother. And she just can't wrap her mind around it at this point because she all she sees is this death. death. Yeah. She's like, is it even, I don't know if it's worth it bringing another kid in here. You know, I wanted a kid, but like. Look at what we're doing right now. All I'm doing is fighting. All we've been doing is fighting. Yep. Like, this is horse shit. And the end of the day, she's got points, too. You know? She really does. I mean, because if you think about everything that they've gone through, I mean, the sanctuary is in tatters now because they're trying to fight this, this you know, uber foe in Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Everything that she did before that was, you know, kind of skirmishes and everything between the barons and Chow and even before that with Quinn and, and all the other barons. <clears throat> And but, the, for the rest of the episode, I mean, going back and forth in time, yeah. but the rest of the episode, she doesn't want to fight. Yeah, at all. she actually wants to, she just wants to run. She's like, hey, I'm, there, I'm gone. There's got to be something outside the Badlands. Right, and she goes, and if everybody else was smart, I would run too. And even people came in and gave their two cents about um, about what they wanted to do with her and the baby. She's uh-huh. like, and which, which I'll get to that later on because that was some goddamn cold shit. But anyway, um, she's like, look, if you want to go and bounce, I understand because I want to do it too. But then everybody's like, you can't go and bounce. You're the goddamn widow. She goes, there's bigger things to worry about. Right. Right. And like she said, there's no us. And not everybody knows. Right. You know, not not everybody out of the like the war council knows. Right. Because it's really just Gaius. And Gaius tells Moon. So th- th- at that point, Moon knows. But the widow has jumping all over. Right. The, time, the, yeah. the widow hasn't divulged the fact that she's pregnant to anybody besides just the person that gave the test and then Gaius. And Gaius. Right. But then it kind of does the telephone game throughout the deal. Because he's super excited. He's super happy. And he's ready to go. And well, no, because he's, he now loves he, Minerva. Right. And he's got something he's got something right. else to live for besides being just a killer. But then he's nervous because she doesn't know what he's she he doesn't know what her plan is because one She's like, no, it's me. I'm going to figure mm-hmm. out something. Absolutely. And there's a war going on, too. So either way, nobody is safe. Yeah, I mean, they know? they literally just got out of one war with Chow to get into another war, mm-hmm. and a bigger war with Pilgrim. And Widow is on Pilgrim's shit list, anywho. Mm-hmm. So whether, they, whether she wants to fight or not, she needs to realize that the fight is coming to her. But she's like, okay, look, I'm, I'm out of here. 
And Gaius is like, look, that's bullshit, but I need to go do something. I want to go kill some stuff. Right. And everybody's like, why do you want to go kill stuff? <laughs> and this is the line where they that crawled with Badgie and Sunny. Um, do you want to go to there now? Yeah, we can go to Cross too. That's fine. So, like, later on, we decide that they, later on in the episode, they're at this war council. And they're going to go fight. And they're like, we're going to go do a suicide mission. We'll come to that here in a minute. Right. And, you know, the, you've got Sonny, Baggi, Gaius, Tilda, Widow, and all these people that are around this, this table kind of trying to spitball ideas about what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So, Widow, as we have already said, is really reserved. She does. She just wants to run. Yeah. But... Sonny wants to attack. He says, now is the perfect time. You know, Pilgrim is weakened. He's not going to expect a, a counterattack from us this soon after the battle. And he's right. Mm-hmm. So Gaius actually sides with Sonny. Yeah. And says, look, you know, if, if Sonny's right, I mean, we, we have got to attack at this point to be able to take on Pilgrim. I think everybody agreed. Yeah, exactly. Tilda and that's, agreed. She goes, that's yep. a good idea. Let's do it. Moon was like, if I get to kill that witch, I that's, will. That's all that's, I want to do. All, and that's all we want to see, too. So that, and that's that's all Moon says. You know, as long as I get to kill the witch after that, it goes, everything else is just gravy on mm-hmm. top of that. So, mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, well, who's, wait, let's go. And so like, no, 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 I'm going to go hang out and chill out. Uh-huh. Right. Then they come up with the plan like, well, we need fighters. What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Because all the Clippers, all, all of the, the the main fighters are dead. Like mm-hmm. all of the good, Tilda even says, you know, all of our all of our good warriors are dead. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the ones that you see around this table are pretty much the only ones that can hold arms at this point. Exactly. But, exactly. And then, and then Bashi comes up with the greatest plan kind of around the table. And he goes, look, if we're fighting dark ones, why don't we already recruit the people that already know how to fight right, dark ones? And they do it well. Yeah. So Baji's plan is to take Sonny and Gaius. Well, he we find out that Gaius goes later on, but his plan is to take Sonny and recruit the Black Lotus. He wants mm-hmm. to talk to Magnus to get the Black Lotus in on the deal. Which is pretty fucking brilliant. Oh, absolutely. It was really brilliant. And even everybody's like... That plan is kind of stupid, but it's also kind of smart. Yeah, yep. And then everybody's like, yeah, well, that's the only one we got. And Badgie's like, oh, I'll follow you for a million dumbass ideas. And I have one. And I was like, oh, no, Badgie. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just do it. What else do we have? It's funny because Badgie is right. Might as well get the enemy of thy enemy is thy friend, I guess, for right. a little bit. And so they're like, okay, let's find this one. And so when Gaius actually comes up to Sonny, the, the, how Gaius kind of factors into this whole thing, he talks to Sonny and he says, you know, look, I have more to live for now. You know, I've got Prodigy to to, to keep going for. We've right. got to get this done. Especially and, if you're going to use yourself as bait for Magnus. Right. You're going to need and some help. Baggy's, Baggy's like the, the comic brilliance in ba- the character of Baggy is fantastic because yes. he makes reference to Gaius and he says, you banged flea. You brave, horny idiot. Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I wrote down. And it was just the way he delivered the line because he's so, so blunt. Mm-hmm. He's so just like, you know, it, this is a dire type of circumstance. And he's like, really? You're you're just a hornball? That's all you wanted to go for here? Right. And he goes, you're dumbass. You know, he goes, you meant idiot. So I'm just like, okay, cool. So that's how Gaius factors into everything there. I'm glad, I'm glad Gaius like truly loves the widow. You yeah, know, and, and he's and he's willing to go those those extra yeah. yeah those extra steps to do it. We've missed a lot of interaction by jumping all over time. Let me read a couple of things that stuck out with me about the widow mm-hmm. that I really like bef- before we got to where we're at now. Mm-hmm. The first thing we see widow is well, the first thing we see 
Sonny and Badgie going back to the refugee camp because they figured that's the only place left. That's the, the only place the, in the Badlands that's not been yeah, burned out. Sanctuary's all, all torn up, so let's go. And the first thing she goes to see, she sees Widow holding Henry, and he has just like this look of relief, and she goes, look, 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 I told you, I'm, I'm for you. You know, I'm helping you out. And it was good for Sonny to be like, look, yeah. We both done heinous shit. We done terrible, terrible shit. And like me and you were good, you know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, he he extends the olive branch to yeah, her. Yeah, which is good because she did save the baby, you know. So save the baby, save the baby. So that, I thought that was a nice little like gesture. But then she was like, "Look, I'm done with this horse shit too." She goes, mm-hmm. "You want to be free? I thought you were stupid. I want to be free now. I understand where we're going. We both need to just get out." And. She, Everybody was like, you run away from a fight? That doesn't seem right. Right. And, and so everybody kind of has an, an idea that something's going on. And everybody wants to fight. And then, like, another thing that happened in the camp that we got to, I think we haven't. No, we haven't talked about it yet. I know what you're getting ready to go into. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So Tilda's going around yep. helping out. <laughs> Tilda's going around. Tilda's going around helping out people. Like, look, you go that way. You work over there. You yep. go that way. She's trying to direct traffic within the refugee camp. Right. And then next thing you hear, like, look at you bossing everybody around. And it's fucking Odessa, right? And I yep. go, fucking Odessa. I'm still a little bitter about what she did. I kind of understand. Hindsight 2020, I understand what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I understand there. why. Right. Yeah. But it's still, it's like wrong time. It always kind of stuck crawl right in there. But it was good to see her come back. Like, kind of like tying up loose ends type exactly. thing. Exactly. And so she's like, hey, look. You were 100% right. We should have stayed and fight. I thought we could go run off and have a happy life together, and I'd be a happy homemaker, but this ain't working out because no matter where I went, the fight still came to yep. me. Yep. So it's, it's so we should have, I should have been by your side. And he goes, you know what? You should have because, and then she was about to say, because I'm, I love you and we can get things. When all of a sudden, like, Odessa's new wife comes into play. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, hey, honey, look what I found. And then Tilda was I like, couldn't find any blankets, but this hooch will keep us warm. You right? know, she's got some like Badlands rot gut. Right. We can snuggle with this bathtub gin. <laughs> so, so, so Tilda's like, oh, okay. Well, go on. Have a great one. I'll see you later. It was nice seeing you. Bye. And she runs off, not with her tail between her legs, but like, I better not start no shit. She's obviously hurt, though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, like, there's been a couple of exes I ran into where I'm like, ooh, ouch. But anywho, so <laughs> none of them like in a soup line, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time. Hey, man, <laughs> soup made, makes trains bedfellows, I guess. I guess so. Depending no how good the soup is. <laughs> but here's what I really, 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 one, first fuck Odessa, but two, it was a fantastic how Tilda like was actually 100% open and honest with her as saying like, look, you don't need to go and fight. You need to protect your family because mm-hmm. I'm trying to protect everybody else and I don't want you to fight because I still love you and mm-hmm. if I see anything bad happen to you, I don't know what I'm going to yep. do. So for your own good and mine, you need to bounce out of my life. Yep. And I was like, that's that's brutally honest with not only her but yourself too. I sometimes wish I could be that fucking badass. You know what I'm saying? She's the Iron Rabbit. Come exactly. On so, prop, fucking props to the Iron Rabbit. Props to Tilda on that one. Yep. That was that was masterfully dealt when dealing with an ex. Yeah, absolutely. So, with the Widow's character, we still get one more interaction. Mm-hmm. And we get that interaction when Moon comes to her. 
So this was crazy. Th- this was fantastic. Yeah, it was because you see that Moon has like he shed his his widow garb. All he, of his he, widow garb. He's no longer in the the blue trench coat. Nope. He's no longer in like the getup of the widow. He goes back he, to his like monk. Right. Yeah. His, the, his roving monk mm-hmm. outfit, mm-hmm. and he gives her back the like the I guess you would say the the, the butterfly hand, insignia. Yeah, yeah. The like hand the, of the queen. The, the hand of the queen mm-hmm. kind of symbol, and he's like, look. He goes, I know. You know, Gaius told me. You know, it's probably better for you not to have the kid. I mean, yeah. he straight up tells no, he her. He said, get rid of it. Yeah, get rid he of it. And I'm like, he, uh, oh, okay, cool. I know. Okay, so first of all, props to Big Sherm Augustus killed in this episode because when he showed a lot of good emotion during the funeral scene mm-hmm. for uh, for any, for any um, Lydia. Lydia. And especially when he goes, no, Widow, it was your fault and you did this. Mm-hmm. I was like, God damn, he, you made a powerful enemy, right? It's good for the Widow to say, you're right. That kind of diffused it. But then when he, he says, no, get rid of it, because you know what what sucks is when you take care of something and then this world eats it up. It happened to me twice. Yeah, he says, because he says you. it's it's going to be hard, but it's going to be easier to lose it now yeah. than wait for it to watch it grow yeah. and lose it somewhere down the line. He goes, I know I've lost everything I've had twice. And it's like, oh, OK. Yeah. Wow. He right. straight up. He straight up like looked at the dead in the camera and said, get rid of it. Yeah. And I was like, God, that is cold. Because everybody's like, no, we can make the we're bad. Uh-huh. Every, everybody's trying everybody's to be like, positive. Yeah, take care of it. And he goes, no, just do your, do everybody a favor. You know, and and like, I mean, you he's think, got points. Yeah. I but mean, you think about his character coming full circle, man. I mean, that's the reason why he was out in the wasteland by himself anyway. He was just not two episodes talking about him having a family. In the last episode, having a family and making everything work right and starting again, you know, and even using Henry as an example, like we can do this. And now he's like, fucking just, just don't. Well, because he's, he's broken, you right? Know, he's abs- absolutely broken. The only portion of him is, is now the logical thinking warrior. I mean, that's he just went back to being as cold as he can because. Yep that's all he knows and that sucks i mean because it's 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 understandable mm-hmm. you know but and it was just kind of i wasn't expecting that interplay you yeah. know but and you know he he makes mention again when he's talking to the widow he says i'm going back to the wasteland where i belong mm-hmm. after pilgrim and cressida are dead and i'm like oh okay so we're obviously going to get you know either moon is going to die or he's going to be the reluctant hero that rides off into the sunset the moon adventures Dude, the moon adventures. I, I would be no. I would be so happy if if you know. Okay, so let's put it this way. I'd be happy if two things happen. Okay, if he gets a spinoff, you know, yeah, what, whatever. You call it, Bad Moon Rising. I don't know what the hell you call Ooh. it. But but if he goes like the old man Logan way, where mm-hmm. he just kind of you know fades off, a reluctant hero, just kind of does his own thing, or the fact that you know after he kills Cressida, he just decides you know hey. I'm I'm gonna lay down my sword. I'm gonna do what Lydia told me. I'm gonna throw my sword in the ocean. I'm just gonna go and get away from everything. Live a life of peace. Yeah, like a monk. Yeah. You know? I hope if we don't get the moon adventures, he goes out with a warrior's death. But he has to kill Cressida first. Oh, absolutely. And just absolutely. like, like dirty. Yeah. Like, like just he has vengeance. to use. Just he has vengeance. to use like the 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 short sword out of his hand. And like pilgrim vengeance. <laughs> I, I could see it playing out. Okay, so hi, hypothesizing at this point. Conjectureville. Moon kills Cressida. Uh-huh. Pilgrim kills Moon. Yeah. Uh, out of anger and out of some type of, like, you know, spiteful love yeah. for Cressida. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. But I don't want 
I don't want Nathaniel Moon to die. No, I, I want him to. No, if if it, if it were possible, I would love to see him just kill Cressida outright and just go away, just like vanish. Right. You know, nobody knows what happened to him. He's just gone. He just becomes a legend, a rumor, yeah. a whisper. Yep. Yeah. Either way, something good or so, something good needs to happen to Sherman Augustus. Yep. You know, Moon needs to walk away the wasteland. Yep. Or go out in a blaze of fucking glory, like. He sacrifices himself by grabbing, like, Cressida and, like, the Meridian Chamber just falls on top of him or something like that, you know? I don't know. I think you pancake to be awesome. Right. So, with that being said, I mean, we covered all of the Widow arc. We covered all of Pilgrim arc. Mm-hmm. Now we need to get into Sonny and Baggy. And this was probably my favorite portion of the episode. Me too! Because, you know, anytime we get the adventures of Sonny and Baggy, I, mean, I know! it's going to be fantastic. But we've got Gaius added to the mix as well. So their plan is to go recruit the Black Lotus. Uh-huh. And when Sonny sees that Baggy still has the map of all the Black Lotus hideouts that he stole from the, uh, the I can't remember the name of the place. Oh, Razor Ridge. Razor Ridge, thank you. <laughs> Razor Ridge State Penitentiary. Yeah. So when, when he steals that map, it's got all of the locations of the Black Lotus hideouts. Well, they decide that they're going to go to this one because it's so far off the grid that it's so far away from you know all of the other ones, it's probably you know minimally guarded. Mm-hmm. They find out there's one person there. They sneak up on the guy. Baggy tells him, you know, look, you need to tell Magnus to get down here because we have a proposal for him. Well, the guy goes back, tells Magnus. Magnus assembles like an assault team, and they ride in like a bunch of street toughs on like like Badlands like Badlands motorcycles. But even before that, the interplay the interplay between Baggy and and Gaius and Sonny was very very excellent in this because. Everybody on that now has something more to live for. Mm-hmm. Um, Guys is now going to be a father, and well, at least he's wanting to be a father. Sonny's got Henry, right? And so he, Badgy just wants to live. Badgy, yeah, Badgy now is like he just wants to be. He wants to re- one redeem himself, and two, he wants to like you know, like you said, like he just wants to live. So of course, so now they're like talking shop and like, hey, what's it like to be a father? I would do anything for him, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm I'm ready to do this. And then he's looking around this old depot, and he goes, yeah, my father used to be obsessed with stuff like this. And then Badgie's like, old depot? And then he goes, no, <laughs> things of the old world. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. And he and, flips him a quarter. Yep. And Badgie was, again, doing fantastic, just being funny and levity right when it is. And he goes, how do you think it's going to work? He goes, because they, he wants our asses because we handed him his. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, he's going to come out here. And then, sure enough, again, Badgie was right. Yep. Magnus comes in just talking shit. Just mad shit. Yeah, and we got some some excellent like excellent dialogue between Magnus when he actually gets there, and you know between Sonny and whatnot because Sonny's like, look, you know, you guys hunt down dark ones. Mm-hmm. We we've got a huge issue with dark ones that that's like looming. You know, we have to we have to get after Pilgrim and we have to kill him and kill all of his dark ones. Magnus wants to hear none of it. No, he goes. You know, that sounds. <laughs> He goes, that sounds like a good plan. That's a very fair compromise. Because that's a very fair compromise. And he goes, good thing I don't fucking do compromises. Let's get him. And sure enough. So first of all. (laughs) First of all. You have fucking Kung Fu Panda. You have the Notorious Clipper. And you have the leader of the Ninja Death Squad. Yeah. You you have the baddest ass Storm Shadow ever. Exactly. You guys are going to get your hands like shoved directly up your asses. (laughs) And... (laughs) And sure enough, dude, and <laughs> not, sure enough, I mean, I know we've said it before, but dude, <coughs> huge shout out to, to Lewis Tan, man, Daniel Wu and, and Nick Frost, because 
I, I know they've got stunt doubles, but a lot of that choreography and a lot of the stuff that they do is actually them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they rely very minimally on their stunt, you know, their stunt doubles. And it shows. Yeah. Because they they are actually, you know, certified badasses in their own right. So, I mean, when, when all hell breaks <laughs> loose, was great. everything breaks loose. I mean, because you've got like this, this gang of Black Lotus that came with Magnus. Mm-hmm. And they're like, fine, if you're not going to join us. Fuck it, let's kill right, him. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Gaius, Gaius was taking out like three or four of them at a time. Uh-huh. Gaius is just lighting them up. Meanwhile, Sonny and Magnus are just going tit for tat, doing some amazing, impressive ass shit. Dude, when um, Sonny flips and flips his Magnus's sword. Yeah, Magnus actually de-arms Sonny. Right. And when Sonny realizes, you know, oh shit, I don't have a sword. To, you know, he does this like flip kick. And kicks Magnus's sword out of his hand. I was just like, that's probably one of the most impressive things I've seen in a martial arts action. Like, kicks it with one hand and then kicks it away with the other in, like, one fluid-ass movement. Like, Yeah, it was, like, it was pretty miraculous. Holy shit. And it's going at it. Badgie. Fucking, I loved Badgie in this fight. He was tearing people up, man. He was just punching them left and right. And he was right. nimble. He's super nimble and like a lot some of it yeah it was his stunt double but some of it was actually you could see him especially when he grabbed the nunchucks mm-hmm. he was really fucking people up with those nunchucks i mean the point where like not the only thing we were out. missing was an octopus right <laughs> badgie is a i you, you forget because like he's funny and like he's pudgy mm-hmm. and he's just like lovable scamp and rascal but you forget He's a trained fucking monk. Yeah. And so, like, when he needs exactly. to throw down, he can throw down. And so, like, I love watching Badgie fight. It reminds me of Sammo Hung. Yep. I could, I could definitely see that. You know, with a little bit of, like, <laughs> if Sammo Hung was in the raid. So. <laughs> that is an awesome mashup. <laughs> but as, as, you know, Magnus and Sonny are going at it. Kanan actually enters. Yeah. You know, because she was looking for him back at the camp, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. She knows that, or they know that she no longer has her dark power. Well, when everything is kind of going through, now we get this like brother sister team up while they're fighting Magnus and they're kind of doing like the, the crouching tiger, hidden dragon, like multiple kicks and yeah. throwing people around and whatnot. Well, Cause Magnus is talking shit. He goes, okay, so now you're going to come in and step uh-huh. in. He goes, you know, I'm going to join breaking you again. And, I'm, and that you just can, pissed her right? off. Right. And then Sonny, you can watch. And I was like, Oh Magnus, you done fucked up. Now you got Sonny and his sister. going about to tear your ass up. And sure enough, it was really good. Yeah, it was. They lit him up like a Christmas tree. And just like again, snap a neck for some DOS effects, man. This was a great little battle scene. They worked excellent as a team. A lot of good aerobics, a lot of good fighting, and but just I'm glad it was Kanan who delivered the final blow. Oh yeah, because it's kind of it's it's really cathartic for her character. Yeah. You know, just to watch her kind of go from being this like broken this broken individual that was broken because of Magnus mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden it's just like okay cool so she hands the death blow so I mean it's just wow but uh, she was crying the whole time again because I think she even though it's this twisted form of like subservience right because he was like basically treated like a dog I think she still not loved but like it was like you know I've known you my whole life and I've been ready for this moment 
ever since I realized how terrible this really and how wrong this was. So it was that just sense of catharsis and like a little bit of sadness and relief. It was a very good like warranted like scream cry. Mm-hmm. You know? I really enjoyed that. Oh yeah, and so after everything is said and done, you know, Baji and Gaius and and Sunny come around the 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 bus the one of the bombed out buses that's sitting there is sitting there and they're like look you know we have to fight pilgrim and the the now de facto lead of the black lotus is mm-hmm. like whatever we're gonna get down again Kanan just comes out she's like i just killed your leader yeah. so what are you gonna do about it and then, <laughs> i was like why are we gonna shit. listen to you you're a dark one she goes not anymore they took my powers yep. away so like okay so do you want to fight dark ones we can go fight dark ones if you want mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying so like that's cool. That they got like a new instant army because mm-hmm. they're gonna need it. Yeah, they're gonna need it because you got Pilgrim with his new harbingers of death. There was like a, what, like another dozen of them. Mm, I don't think there was twelve. I think there was like eight, six or eight. It seemed like a lot, but enough to fuck people up. Oh yeah. So no, yeah, I think that uh, wraps it up. Yeah. So with that being said, do we have anything that we really need to touch on again? I liked it. I I, I thought. <laughs> for the next to the last episode again this is bitter bittersweet because yeah, this is absolutely. such a good episode and it's one of those ones that's like indicative where like it's indicative what the show has brought and what it can oh absolutely bring, you, you know, know? And, and that's something that you know since we started covering the show and since we started <laughs> watching the show back when episode one aired I mean, we're 31 episodes in, and this show has not dropped off at all. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we had that issue with, you know, and, and we cover it, so we know. The Walking Dead. You know, The Walking Dead has had lulls. Yeah. Into the Badlands has not. I no. mean, it, is, it has been at a consistent, you know, eight, eight and a half, nine, sometimes nine and a half in terms of action, choreography, costume, spectacle, wardrobe. Just, yeah. Exactly. I mean, they, they brought a martial arts spectacle to the small screen, mm-hmm. you know, so... With that being said, since we pretty much covered all the story arcs we have to and we set up for next week, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate this episode? 8, close to 8.5. Okay. Um, the only reason why it's any lower is because, like, again, I haven't seen the perfect episode. I haven't seen the one that just the episode that's just, of any show that's really just uh, blown me away. However, you will next week when Moon kills Cressida. I know that's another like another bittersweet episode because it's like, man, don't go Badlands. But like, this episode was great. It had a lot of good emotion. It had excellent fight scenes. The intro was amazing. So I, I, I was leaning more towards eight and eight and a half. I'm just gonna go solid eight and a half because. Everything, the story, the action, it wrapped up a lot of things. It was good to see Odessa again. I like the, the fact that it's kind of like that one little interplay kind of like tied up that loose end. Mm-hmm. I like what they're doing. The fact that Nathaniel Moon doesn't want to do anything anymore. It now brings up doubt because normally for the next to the last episode, you'd have, think you'd have like everybody like, let us fight, right? But now there's doubt. People right. don't, people who you thought would fight, wants to fight. Cressida, we now know, is has, has, has having doubts. Doubts. So it breaks for the next to the last episode. It puts a lot of good things into play, and it hurts my heart to know that it's the next to the last episode. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, I'm with you. So, and I'm actually going to go ahead and echo your sentiment. I'm going to go to an eight and a half as well. I mean, I think we got a lot of really good like interplay in between the characters. I, I think now that Cressida is actually you know seeing what's going to happen. I think now that kind of freaks her out to the point where she's going to turn on Pilgrim. Yeah. I, I'm telling you right now that if, if Moon does not kill Cressida, I strike. 
I strike. <laughs> we won't cover the last episode. We will leave it's a technical difficulties. We will, we will leave you, Lance, in Uruguay on a cliffhanger because we will not cover. <laughs> I will not upload the podcast if, if I do not get justice from a man, Nathaniel Moon. But no, I mean, I just think the, the way that they tied everything up, you know, the, the storyline with Tilda and Odessa. Yeah. Uh, the way that we've got everything kind of pushed forward to this like gigantic final battle with Pilgrim between, you know, and all of the light ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think it's going to be awesome. So, I mean, and we still even have more story going with Widow and Gaius and, you know, what's going to happen with their, their child, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, are they going to get away scot-free? Are they going to kind of like get out of the Badlands unscathed? Because I mean that was ultimately the widow's the widow's deal when Lydia was still alive is that she was going to hand over the reins of leadership to uh, Lydia and Moon and yeah they, and they were going to rule the Badlands. She even said I was going to do it. And he goes I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah exactly. You know? <laughs> it, it, that's exactly what it was. So I'm going to go eight and a half to kind of echo the sentiment of your eight and a half. I want to remind everybody that we will be back next Monday for AMC's Into the Badlands. The last episode. Yep. The last, last episode. And we will be dropping our HBO Game of Thrones recap on Monday evening. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. And I'm going to go hope we don't have to riot.